Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Call Her Blessed podcast. I'm your hostess, Rebecca Marrier, and I am so happy to say that I've been on summer break over this past um, about a month, and it has been so, so nice. I'm finally getting to read some books, which is so good. Um, books that have nothing to do with, like, academics or, you know, specifically the faith um, because during the school year, I'll read a lot of that type of stuff to help me with my instruction. But now I get to read, apparently, my book of choice is Mennonite Fiction Romance. Um, I found it at the used bookstore. It was $4, and it is clean, and it is about God. And um, is it the best book I've ever read? Probably not, but it's it's good. It's, it's like a beach read. It's a nice, light beach read. But if you have any helpful suggestions for um, a clean, fictional, you know, light kind of book, I would gladly take that input. But speaking of books, there is a book, I don't know if you've ever read it, and it's called John Paul the Great or St. John Paul the Great. It's written by Jason Everett. It is phenomenal. It's so, it's really one of the most inspiring books I've ever read, not only because St. John Paul II is one of my favorite saints of all time, but the way that it's written is, it's highly relatable, um, easy to understand, and it, it's, it's seriously, um, it's almost like a guide towards sainthood, I would say. But one thing that I love about St. John Paul II is just how, um, quotable he is, but also how his life was so human. You know, he went through so much suffering. He had seen, you know, the Nazi regime take over. He lost all of his family members. They all died in different ways. And he wasn't physically with any of them when he died. And there's this one story about John Paul II. And I believe he was talking to Mother Teresa when she was going through a particularly dark time. And he said to her as, you know, as a friend, as a spiritual father, as the Pope, um, he had shared with her uh, this line. He said, don't waste your suffering. And this quote equally inspires me and I think challenges me to the point that, you know, I feel almost like the impossibility of that statement. Because anyone who suffers knows that while suffering, it's really hard to focus on other people. It's really hard to want to offer up your suffering or dedicate it to a good cause or, you know, to do anything good with it because when we're suffering, we're so, we become navel gazers a lot of the time. You know, we get so caught up in our own, uh, what I'm going through and what my life is and what my, you know, me, 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 um, just because suffering is one of those things that really, it turns us inward. It has a tendency to turn us inward. And so I think this quote, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's so good. And it's one of those things that I, I just want to keep in front of me at all times, but it's also something that's so hard. And I really thought of this quote the other day when I was at morning mass and the priest had some announcements after mass and he, uh, kind of, he took on a very solemn tone and he announced that one of the parishioners very beautiful woman um, who is very involved in the parish, her and her husband, and has done a lot of good. Um, she just received very difficult news and uh, had just found out that she has a malignant brain tumor. 
which I don't know if you know what that means, but it means that, you know, this brain tumor is, is threatening her and her survival. And what he said next was, you know, because obviously when that announcement's made, the whole church responds in kind of like a, oh, oh my gosh, you know, a very heavy, heavy sigh. Um, but what the priest said next, he said that when he was with her a couple days prior, that her prayer isn't for healing necessarily. Her prayer is that she would fulfill the will of God. And the reverent silence that just kind of took over the congregation at that point, um, that I myself felt, um, just such, such a reverence at the, the great holiness and the great depth of that statement, the great heroic response that this woman has to her suffering. Um, it was just beautiful. I mean, that's the only word that I can really think of for it. And this announcement served as a stark reminder of what our call is as Christians and what we're challenged to. We see even in the words of Jesus in Gethsemane, not my will be done, but yours. And this woman is just, she's embodying that. She's living it. And it made me think of when I'm scrolling through my Instagram reels or spend time on my other media platforms, that often the message being presented is this idea of perfection, you know, like how to have the perfect house, how to make the perfect dinner for your husband, the perfect dress for this summer, the perfect vacation spot. And it's this search and this desire for beauty that is just, you know, plastered all over social media and, and given to us as this kind of allurement. Um, and I'll be the first one to say that, yeah, it's, it's so attractive. It's so, you know, seeing beautiful things is good. You know, we're drawn to beauty, which is ultimately a good thing because it shows our desire for the source of beauty who is, who is God. And I think that the temptation to let the train stop there is very real, you know, to let it stop at curating a beautiful life or a beautiful wardrobe or finding the perfect makeup routine, um, you know, doing everything perfectly externally. Um, it can be a, a real, real temptation. Um, but I think at this moment I was just overwhelmed by, uh, during that announcement and just hearing the words of that woman, the deeper, more beautiful kind of beauty than any home or outfit or lifestyle or anything could offer is kind of beauty that kind of, you know, brings you to your knees and shows you that there's more out there than, than what's being offered to you on a daily basis. Um, this kind of beauty that leaves you dumbfounded and awestruck at a loss for words, this beauty of a, a heart surrendered to God. And I don't know that we're encouraged enough in that direction. And I think that's hard because I would say, you know, a lot of people these days, people that I know, people that I see, a lot of people are suffering deeply uh, from things that seem like a big deal and, and things that from the outside might not seem like a big deal. Um, people are plagued by these different things in their lives and these parts of our stories that are not so presentable or not so glorious. Um, we've all faced suffering and, you know, we have all 
faced immense pain, uh, we've all experienced loss in this world because we know that the nature of this world is that it's temporary and because of that we have to deal with broken hearts and broken relationships and we face sickness and, and disappointment and difficulties um, and we go through things with people who are really close with us and the world works really hard to make you cynical and jaded over these things but a heart surrendered to God like this woman had is something that the world cannot penetrate. That's something that the world can't take. And I know that that's what Jesus was talking about in the gospel when he offers us peace. And he even says, you know, it's not the peace that the world is offering you. This peace goes beyond all understanding that he's offering to us. And it's the kind of peace that can have a woman face a brain tumor and respond with a desire for the will of God and respond with something so beautiful that it inspires a whole congregation of people to grow closer to God. And oh my gosh, wow, you know, it's quite the opposite message of what we're usually fed, you know, which is this message of You'll be at peace when you own the right things, when you live in the right place, when you're surrounded by the right people. And so many of us live in this void, believing that peace is somewhere down the road or something that we can achieve on our own and something that happens when suffering is gone. And I came across, there's um, a school that's really close to mine. And they are founded by St. Francis de Sales, uh, well, his religious order, the Salesians. And their school quote that all of the students are very familiar with, that I've seen in their promotional videos um, from St. Francis de Sales, I think goes so well with this. So I'm just going to read that. He says, Do not look forward to the changes and chances of this life in fear. Rather, look to them with full hope that as they rise, God, whose you are, will deliver you out of them. He is your keeper. He has kept you hitherto. Hold fast to his dear hand, and he will lead you safely through all things. And when you cannot stand, he will bear you in his arms. Do not look forward to what may happen tomorrow. Our Father will either shield you from suffering, or he will give you strength to bear it. I want to invite you today into the deep beauty that is calling your name and invite you to surrender your particular sufferings, which I'm sure are so difficult and so heavy, but I can also assure you that they are nothing compared to the grace and peace which God wants to offer you um, if you would only accept it. And may we all surrender our particular sufferings and plans to the God who we now know will either shield us from it or give us the strength to bear it. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Dear God, thank you so much for the person on the other end of this podcast. I ask that you bless them in all that they do. I ask that you be with us so clearly in our sufferings. I pray for this woman who's suffering from this brain tumor, for continued strength. And I ask that you would make us all into saints through our various trials and to never lose sight of you through all of them, that we would know how loved we are 
and how much you want to use these to grow close to us and to build us up and to aid this world in becoming the place that it's meant to be to glorify you. We ask all of this in your name and through your blessed mother. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks so much for joining. I look forward to seeing you at the next podcast. God bless.